Welcome to Weaving In and Out, a podcast about Kingstonian football club. I'm your host, Tamor Lane. It's early April 2020, traditionally the time to gaze wistfully at the Isthmian Premier table and ask whether we, Kingstonian, will be the team that storms late into the playoff places. The answer to that question is usually no. But frustration takes a different form this season because it's already all over. Not just over, not just mathematically impossible. No, it's expunged. Expunged by a virus that has wrecked football clubs' plans from Wuhan to Worthing. Actually, I researched this, and the Chinese Super League's 30 fixtures ended conveniently and fully in December 2019, with Wuhan FC in a creditable final sixth position, all set to begin their new season later this month. Worthing, on the other hand, were top of the assumption with eight games remaining and are now condemned to another campaign at step three. And K's? Well, we were 11th when this all kicked off. We remain 11th, forever. Or, having been expunged, we are nowhere. Put the table in alphabetical order as an alternative, and we're still about 11th. But it's not unprecedented for a non-league season to be expunged. Think of September 1939. Kingstonian managed just one Isthmian League fixture on Saturday the 26th of August of that year six days before the German invasion of Poland. It proved to be a 3-2 away win at local rivals Wimbledon, who, the record books confirm, did not have a home ground in the borough of Kingston at that time. The result is not contained in the case archive because it was expunged, but it happened, and I'm reminding you, it mattered. The programme for the fixture gives only one harbinger of things to come, a drinks advert on page four which reads... Bovril is your best defence. And at the end of the programme, in the upcoming fixture section, the Wimbledon editor looks forward to the start of the FA Cup the following weekend. It is, of course, a round that never gets played. Kays, incidentally, had been drawn against Banstead Mental Hospital of the Surrey Senior League and were thus robbed of a triumphant, easy march into the next stage. I acknowledge that the following six years contain greater tragedies. Is history a comfort at the moment? Well, Ks have survived worse, but these are still worrying times for football clubs. For this inaugural episode, I phoned up co-chairman Mark Ando Anderson for an update on how Kingstonian will cope with the indefinite hiatus. And I started by asking him whether the 2019-2020 season can be one to remember when it never actually mm. happened at all. They can't take away our memories, can they? So I will remember till my dying day those cup exploits and the whole razzmatazz of the weekend up in Chester, the home game against Woking and everything else that happened. So um, those memories will stay with me for a long time, forever. But the reality is that um, I think the correct decision was, was made. And whilst I feel incredibly sorry for Worthing and a lot of other teams that have um, are going to lose out as a result of this. Those um, close to or trying to achieve promotion, I think, in pure financial terms, the right decision was arrived at. 
Yeah, the financial implications are complicated, aren't they? Because, ironically, would you say that a non-league club like us can adapt more than a professional club, right? We don't have that many employees, limited number of people on contract, limited fixed costs, right? Uh, yes, we, we can in particular because we're in a ground share agreement as well. So, you know, uh, uh, there are certain advantages for the season finishing early for a team like Kingstonian. But if you look at the whole picture, um, then for most clubs that rely on not just gate receipts, but they rely on their bar and everything else, the function room. And what is a football club? It's a family. It's people coming together. They are going to have absolute real financial problems as a result of what's going on at the moment. And even, you know, clubs with 3G pitches who were relying on community use over the summer, for example, that's all kind of budgeted in, isn't it? And now it's gone. And that's exactly the case. That's exactly the point. I mean, to the, I suppose K's, I mean, we are permitted to use the Womble money for temp, kind of interim budgetary support, right? So it, it might it might it be that over the next 12 months we do think about doing that? Think about doing what, sorry? U- using some of the Womble money for budgetary support as an interim measure. No, we wouldn't do that because it's ring-fenced for ground development. Ground development only, yeah. Ground development only, apart from a, a, a very small amount for, uh, which is permitted each season for, for, in our case, leasing a ground off, um, off, off, off the current landlord. So, ah, so, no. so when it talks about budgetary support, it's budget for the purposes of, of yes, having a place to play. Absolutely. Um, it would be wrong of us, and I've said it all along, it would be wrong of us to go into that war chest on on a cavalier basis simply to um to 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 bolster a playing squad um we've got to look at the long-term future of the club and the long-term future of the club is is developing a ground and um that money is ring fenced for that and this this crisis i suppose doesn't change that that medium to long-term challenge or, or, or does it i suppose we're just paused now aren't we we're, we i know the club of you know you've been sort of you have been working on the ground issue for a long time but there's no planning we can do now right um local government has come to a, a standstill there is a statement going out this morning that um we have decided along with corinthian casuals to put an end to a joint development so that's news that will go out as a, a short statement this morning on the website. I think that has gone um, up already, yeah. Uh, what is important for the fans to understand in the Kingstonian community is that um, uh, I'm a big fan of the, the Church of England and uh, the Roman <laughs> Catholic Church, but where they've got it very wrong is this sanctity of marriage. And you, 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 I would advise everybody to live with someone for a couple of years just to see if you get on before you commit to a full-time marriage till death us do part. So we have gone through that with our friends at Corinthian Casuals and we've lived together for two years. And I suppose like an analogy, you know, after two years, we've realised that perhaps 
um, the blended family is not quite what we thought or hoped it might be. And as a result of that, and, and, and with agreement from both sides, I might add, we've decided to go our, um, our, our separate ways as far as developing a facility together is concerned. And I wish them all the best in what they decide to do. So we've gone back to a pure um, ground share scenario at this time on an ongoing basis. Um, but I think we all understand that bringing the two clubs together this this um in this venture um would not succeed um i think that would be the easiest thing to say um we are not however going back to uh zero and starting with a clean sheet of paper because we have one or two ongoing things that are that are, that are in the background at the moment. One is looking more positive than the other, I might add. So um, we are certainly exploring other avenues and other facilities in order to, to get ourselves our own stadium. And was that, was that decision made before the end of the, well, before the expunging of the season? Not particularly, no. I think I, I, I think the writing was on the wall. There was an inevitability about it, um, and I think both sides understood it was becoming uh, difficult. Um, and if I go back, you know, we, we, we've tried it for two years. We've realised that there's actually probably more differences than we first perceived there would be. And consequently, as a result of that, it's best that we we, 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 we go our, our, our separate ways. It, it's very amicable. We, we're not living in different parts of the house, as it were. If I go back to my um, analogy of, of living together and then parting, uh, uh, it's not like that. Uh, we get on very well with them at board level still. But at the moment, from now on, it will just be a, uh, a landlord and, and, and tenant uh, ground share uh, scenario. So we're not sleeping in the shed. I mean, we're in the shipping container, maybe. Uh, we're, we're not in the shed or the ship. We're in separate rooms, but we're not. Um, we're in separate rooms, but, but, but I'm not resigned to the, to, the, to, to the shed at the moment, no. Do you, do you think ultimately that they, they didn't want, and this is totally understandable, that they, they didn't want to develop that site into a step two stadium? Like, that they just no. had no... No, I think if we carry on with our analogy, I think in modern day Britain, there are a lot of blended families. And when we brought the two blended families together, the kids didn't get on. And by kids, I mean supporters. Um, I don't think there was a, uh, there's a lot of love lost between our supporters and their supporters both ways. And I think that was ultimately the uh, one of the main reasons for, for, for the issue at board level. We didn't really have many fallings out, but uh, I think all round it, it was a it, it's the best decision. Um, and do you presumably you you said that there's other options? So yes, you, your message to the fans would be don't worry too much. Uh, absolutely, don't to worry too much. Uh, um, one or two of uh, my co-directors said, "Do you think the fans will will be upset and disappointed by this?" I said, "No, I think probably on the contrary, the, the, there's a positive side to this, and and um, uh, we hope to develop that the um, well, we are developing the other two. Obviously, it's it, 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 we've hit a bit of a barrier simply because 
there's uh, you know we can't leave our homes at the moment but apart from that um we're in a uh, i think we're in a very good place with at least one of the opportunities were other opportunities that we're looking at i mean certainly it seems some of the um the issues that Corinthian Casuals fans had was that they felt that there was a danger Kingstonian would take over. And so there was a sensitivity about that. Did you ever sense that from at board level? Because obviously there's no, the, the distinction between board and fans at Corinthian Casuals isn't as clear cut as it is at K's, right? Because of the nature of their fan base and the way they're operated and run. So, you know, this, this fear that Corinthian Casuals fans had about, you know, K's coming in and taking over, was that not reflected in at least parts of the casuals committee that you were negotiating with? Not with the people I was directly negotiating with, although they reported to me that there was um, a feeling from others within the club that perhaps that was the case. Yes. I mean, do you think that was a, a justified fear that, you know, if we ended up being a step two club and did up the ground to that extent and they were, let's say, playing at step four, which might be their natural level without trying to wind them up. Um, I suppose you could understand why they might feel that, right? That's, there seems to just be a divergence about what the vision was. Um, I, I think I, I, I think for them, like, like every non-league club, it's a struggle every year to balance the books. Uh, even though you know uh, they're well versed in 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 discussing their their, their playing budget as, as zero, but it's still a struggle for them. Um, my view is um, that uh, there was some fear uh, about a takeover. Uh, I think we saw that. Um, uh, although we went, we were at pains as a as a group of directors, having been possibly conceived as being on the receiving end of it ourselves at some point uh, we were very clear that that wasn't the case and and I think at the direct uh, the people we dealt with understood that but it's very hard to make everyone else understand that so okay. go on sorry I mean just when you talk about a couple of sites I, I obviously I don't think you can go into detail but can you kind of reassure fans, for example, that priorities remain, you know, proximity to public transport as close as possible to the town? Um, what are the kind of principles that you're operating by when evaluating alternatives? OK, when, when, you, when you're looking at a borough like Kingston-upon-Thames, and the, who knows what will the situation will be now uh, in terms of land values and, and land use as a, as a result of what's going on currently, but we've been first and foremost trying to find somewhere that is available and somewhere where we can build uh, a football stadium. And um, we're pretty clear um, that has been hard in a borough like Kingston upon Thames. There is not much spare land. So that's been the number one priority, finding somewhere. But of course, there is the argument, are we a town team? Are we a borough team? Well, land values in, in Kingston Town are ridiculous. So we do have to look a little bit further out than the town itself. But we are very aware of the need for decent transport links for people to, to get there. Um, and finally, um, thinking about next season, to what extent can we plan for next season? Um, 
Okay, well, part of the problem at the moment... On, I'll be just on pause, um, even thinking about even budget and ambitions for next season, because it, it, does it depend how bad this gets? Um, we're absolutely not on pause. We're absolutely looking at next season. What we're actually doing at the moment is a final set of accounts in terms of, um, of what position we find ourselves in now that the end of season has been determined as, as March. Once we have a, a definitive figure, then the second part of that needs to be a discussion amongst the um, directors as to what appetite we have for, um, for funding. And, and I think everyone knows that uh, without director support, there wouldn't be a, a Kingstonian, and that's been the same for the last 15 years. Thirdly, how hard is it going to be to get sponsors? which is a huge part of our revenue and, and there's an awful lot of businesses uh, will struggle as a result of what's going on at the moment. And then we need to um, talk to the management team about setting a budget as a result of that. And unfortunately, the one thing we don't know is how long this piece of string is. We have no idea how long this will, uh, this, this current health crisis will last. And then to follow the health crisis, there will be something of an economic crisis because anyone who thinks that life will go back to normal immediately once the taps turned back on, I think is in cloud cuckoo land because it will be a trickle for the, at least the first few months. And I spend my life being an optimist. My goodness, I'm a Kingstonian fan. I'm an optimist. But the reality is that it will take a lot of time and a lot of effort. We've lost 20% of GDP. Uh, I read an article yesterday in a, in a few months. Normally in a whole year, it either goes up by half a percent one way or the other. So you're looking at a, a huge issue. And um, Kingstonian needs to operate within the parameters of, of what will be available come hopefully May, June and July. And, and it may well be there's a general downward pressure on costs and wages throughout non-league because that's going to happen even in the professional game, isn't it? So if, if, if everyone is relatively speaking, um, reducing their budgets, it may be that the differences between teams stays the same. Uh, you're right, yes. I or think, you'll still have uh, Glenn Tamplin putting in 20 grand a week. <laughs> well, God bless him. I don't know if he would, to be honest. I don't know if he will. His business can't can't have been that busy over the last... There'll be one or two if you're in food, if you're in food production, that sort of thing, you'll have done very well. But there's an, an awful lot of hard-working directors of non-league clubs who have small to medium-sized businesses like Anderson Travel, and um, they're, they're all will be scratching their heads and thinking what they can do. And their first priorities, of course, have got to be to, to their own full-time employees at their businesses and, and, their, uh, and the survival of the businesses themselves. Uh, I mean, I, speaking of you, sectors, I mean, being in the, in the travel <laughs> business isn't ideal right now. No, we've been hit. We've been hit. Uh, everything that we do, we, we, we earn our living by people coming together to travel on a coach and no one's two metres apart. I can tell you that. So, you know, it, 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 it's been uh, it's been very, very difficult for us. And, and 
it will get harder as 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 we go back to work because the first few months will be very very difficult and while people find their feet well i think i'll speak for most fans where we'll, we'll just look forward to having a game to watch um whatever happens i i think we will i think i i i think what the club has done in terms of the um you know we're aware everybody's at home we're, we're aware that a lot of uh, case fans Actually, quite a lot of K fans live on their own, or, or uh, and, and we're all a part. This this great family that we have are all a part at the moment. So the the messages from from the players and the messages from Hayden, I think, have been received really well. It's great stuff that we're doing. I just wish everyone stays safe, stays home, and um, and and we look forward to seeing them back um, when there's a game to be played. All right, thanks a lot. Optimism and realism from Kay's director Mark Anderson there. I'll hopefully speak to him again in the summer once the corona picture is a little clearer. And thanks for listening to Weaving In and Out episode one. Episode two next week will feature Tom Kavanagh and Kenny Beanie on life under lockdown. Do join me for that. And please subscribe and share this podcast if you liked it. Come on, you Kay's.